Hey everybody and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lilith. And today we're going to be talking about Black Fox. Black Fox. Or was it Sable Vulpine? Or... <laughs> I believe it was Sa- I believe it was Sable Vulpine. It might have been Cole Reynard. Ah... Uh... It's not a particularly, uh, whatchamacallit, inventive name, I would say. No, no. But it's accurate. It is, it is accurate. It is extremely accurate. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Uh, single solitary spoiler alert for the film. Black Fox came out in 2019. It's on Crunchyroll. Go and watch it. Yeah. We're just going to go ahead and tell you up front. Just go and watch it. It's really good. So yeah, sole spoiler warning. Uh, but uh, yeah, title's uh, accurate because the main girl dresses up like a black fox. We might need to expand on that a bit. <laughs> we might need to expand on that a little bit. So let's let's start with a brief overview of what... Should we start with back, background or the story itself? Let's start with background. Okay, so the studio who made this... So first first and for, foremost, I would actually say, is that this is an anime original movie. Yes, it is an original animated movie. Studio 3HZ. If if we have like a love-hate relationship with Studio White Fox, uh, this is just like... we. I'd say that our relationship is like 99% love for studio 3h said uh and yes i know it's three hertz i don't care you've been calling it 3h said for so long i just started calling it that we only yeah. just yesterday found out that is three that it is called three hertz i vaguely recall figuring out it earlier it's just i immediately discarded the information <laughs> because i don't care <laughs> that makes a lot of sense honestly you know how i be nah, i know how you be 3HZ is a studio that they, I, I, I'm going to say they carry, the, I, they don't carry themselves, but they carry themselves on the back of their originals. They're all inventive and creative and interesting and new. Princess Principal, one of, one of the first episodes we ever did. That's, a, that's Studio 3HZ. Yes. If you haven't seen that one. Yes. And we very much enjoyed Princess Principal. That was literally our third episode. And so we can say with certainty, having looked at their originals and also some of their uh, adaptations, that uh, 3HZ has a certain certain type of, of, uh, of anime style <laughs> that they like. That style would be cute girls being badass. I think that's probably the, the most succinct way to describe it? Yeah. With lots of homoerotic subtext. Lots. Is that the word? Am I using that correctly? In some cases, it's just text. In other cases, it's <laughs> In some subtext. cases, it's just text. But yes, pretty much everything they do has lots of homoerotic subtext. Flip-flappers. Princess Principal. So much! So <laughs> I think, I think Black Fox is probably the one with the most subtext rather than text. Very true. SAO Alternative Gun Gale Online, another show that we really like, 
which was done by Studio 3 Hertz, is same 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 deal. Cute girls doing badass things. That that is also an adaptation though. Very true, but it fits with their it fits with their theme, yes. Yes. And that one doesn't really have any text or subtext, unfortunately. And we haven't seen Celestial Method yet. We haven't. But it's on the list. It's been on the list. And then we we, we watched Black Fox yesterday in preparation for today. And we're like, damn 3HZ, you've done it again. So that's I think I think that's the one original 3HZ work that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, that that is accurate. So yeah, Three Hertz is a interesting studio. However, we're a little worried about them. Yes, I I'm highly concerned. Black Fox is what made me very worried about them because they seem to make things that you know more or less review well enough and more or less sell perfectly satisfactorily. But they've never had the breakout hit that seems to rake in the cash. And as as we'll get into, Black Fox really feels like they wanted to make like a f- standard one core anime series. But they didn't have the money for that, so they, they were forced to make it as a movie. Very true. And they've done no original sense. Now, granted, last year and currently has been a bother. It's it's been a bit. It's been a bit. It's been a bit of a bit, and uh, they appear to have been preoccupied with a um game adaptation. Game adaptation of some. I don't actually know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh. Is it like a male idol show? I think it's a rhythm show? game. I don't know. Um, I literally don't know. Maybe. Uh, don't know and don't particularly care. Yeah. But yeah, all they've done since Black Fox is adaptations. And, well, let's just say that the first thing they did after Black Fox was Rifle is Beautiful. And leave it at that. Such a such a disappointment. The only positive review of Rifle is Beautiful I've ever seen was someone who said that it was... So generic, it rolled around to being beautiful and original. I didn't even know that was possible. But we're not talking about Rifle is Beautiful. We're talking about Black Fox. We are talking about Black Fox. Black Fox is same director, um, Kazuya Nomura. Yes. I feel like that name's pretty easy. Kazuya Nomura. Yes. So I think I got that correct. You did get it correct. He also did... The opening for Princess Principal. Yes, he did the opening for Princess Principal. That that feels like not something you like you would like care to put on your resume, but the opening of Princess Principal was pretty great. It is pretty great. <laughs> uh, he's also the director on Moriarty the Patriot both seasons. So it's a pretty good show. If you like that show, then I mean it's not the same thing as Black Fox, but of course not. No, but. He's also director on a bunch of other stuff, and... I mean, I haven't even seen more of the Patriot. Very true. Yeah, he's he's worked on a bunch of stuff, and he, he's a solid director. The voice talent is respectable. Uh, P- 
people whose names I do not remember and can barely pronounce. Ayaka Nanase, ha Haruka Tomatsu, Yu Taichi. The yeah. My Anime list only credits, it credits four people, except two of the characters are played by the same person and are, in fact, the same person. And that's not a spoiler <laughs> that they're the same person. <laughs> I mean, if you were looking at the anime, at the My Anime list page, and then you heard us say that, that would be kind of a spoiler. But... It would be kind of a spoiler, but if you were watching the film, like, we we literally see the person as the become the other person. It's not a spoiler. And it's not even them really becoming the other person, but... It's literally just an outfit change. It's literally just a costume change, yeah. But yeah, every everybody involved in voice acting this this movie, solid stuff. I mean, we got. They have a respectable career. That too. With pedigree, I'd say. But all this comes together. To we've not even said what Black Fox is. <laughs> we said it's a movie and it's animated, so. It's like a cyberpunk thing? Yes. <laughs> About a ninja. It, it is a cyberpunk ninja superhero movie. That is probably the most accurate description of it <laughs> we've come up with so far. It, it has a lot of Western influences. And I cannot tell if those are purely stylistic decisions, or if those are actually some form of subtle world building. And considering it's Studio 3HZ, it could very well be both. That it absolutely could. They're really good at that. <laughs> it, it's it's the most New York-looking Japan I've ever seen. <laughs> well, it's... Because it's not Japan. They never say what country they're in. They they never say what country they're in. That, that is true. The city that they're in the whole time is called Brad City. I'm just I'm just gonna leave that one there. Just let it marinate a bit. Brad City. But uh <laughs> Brad City Brad City. So I suppose now we've gone over most of the background information. Probably move into a quick overview of the story. And then we'll get into any gripes we have, which isn't a lot, but there's a few. And then we'll move into our, like, actual thoughts on it. So, Black Fox is about a little girl whose dad is a roboticist. Is that the right word? Uh... Yeah, I think rob I think roboticist is the right word. He does not he he makes robots and he makes AI, like fully sapient AI. And her grandfather is a ninja. <laughs> yes, her grandfather is the current leader of a ancient historical clan of ninja warriors. Yes. <laughs> For the record, we're pretty sure her dad is her grandfather's son-in-law. Yes. Yes. We don't know what happened to her mom. so Presumably she's dead. Probably, but... But, uh, yeah, so, uh, dad's 
like some sort of world-changing roboticist. Grandpa's some sort of epic badass ninja warrior. And we get introduced to the grandpa with a game of hide-and-seek. Involving swords. And bombs! They blow a hole in their roof. Their whole house is filled with trap doors and stuff. It's hilarious. Yes, they have this old, this like old-fashioned traditional Japanese house on a hill overlooking like a night overlooking like the standard New York skyline. Well, because it's not the standard New York skyline, because there's that giant ugly tower in the middle. of Yes, it. there's the weird tower thing in the middle, but discounting that, which it's not like some super sinister thing, except it is. But it it it, uh, it looks like a really weird corporate HQ than any kind of like evil lair or something like that. Fitting because it is a corporate HQ. It is a corporate HQ and it's an evil lair. It's cyberpunk. They're they're always the same. Very true. Very true. So then we left. We literally left off with describing the first minute of the plot. She's playing hide and seek with her grandpa, involving bombs and knives. Yes, and then she go after that. She goes to her dad's lab, um, where he shows off some fancy robots that he made. He made robot animals with active camouflage and full sapient AI. I I I I I'd say so. I'd say more, but that's just impressive enough as it is. Yes, it is. Only, well, I was gonna say the only downside and like criticism for him that I would give is that making the bird a bald eagle, because those aren't very common in Japan. But then we realize it's probably not set in Japan. Yeah. So again, I guess bald eagles are common here. We can't tell if the like very American architectural style is because it's not set in Japan or because it's some sort of like someone built like the dude who built its name is Brad Ingram. So we're not as concerned if he's some sort of like super reverse weeb or like he just wanted to we we literally have no idea. There's 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 a lot of unanswered questions and I mean that in a good way. We also theorize that it might not take place on Earth at all. So, so that's fun. In any case, there's a there's a bit of tension between Rika's dad and grandpa cuz generational stuff. You know, her, you know, whether or not she will follow in her dad's footsteps or her granddad's, you know, standard uh stuff, I guess. Standard stuff. Well, fast forwards to uh, about ten years. About ten years, and now Rika is getting it, going into high school. She got into her dad's old school. Right, we're just kind of recapping. I'm just we're gonna skip over yeah. more stuff. Anyways, so she comes back, and this was another thing that she was texting her dad in English because they they had Japanese subtitles. So they apparently. At least her and her dad speak English with each other. Except her name is Rika, and her dad... I don't know what her dad's name was, actually, but I'm uh, pretty sure Alan. it was also Japanese. Alan. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he, maybe he actually doesn't speak Japanese. That is entirely possible. Who knows? 
we don't know. There's a, there's, there's a lot there's of a lot things of, here that we don't know in a good way. There's a lot of layers to this world that need to be unpacked. Anyways, it's her birthday. So she goes home, except um, Mayor Brad murdered her parents. Or murdered her dad. Or, well, tried to. Certainly I mean, he succeeded gave... in the end. Well, yes, very true. Anyways, so Dad and Grandpa were at the ro- robotics lab, and Rika let the bad guys in by accident. I'm going to make a long story short. Uh, Rika goes in, well, Rika goes to her house, finds blood everywhere, goes into the lab to find her dad. He's been shot. Uh, then the bad guys bust in like, ha you opened the door for us. Then a girl with psychic powers walks in. And they're trying to steal the AI research from her dad. So then, like, the... So then her dad and her grandpa get just friggin' massacred. Bald Eagle grabs her and flies off into the sky. Dropping her off at the secret backup lad her dad apparently had the entire time. That also has a ninja shrine for some reason. <laughs> it also has a ninja shrine. And then she swears vengeance. She swears that she will bring her father and grandfather's murderers to justice. Through the powers of ninja and robot the animals. Three robot <laughs> the three robot companions her dad made for her. And the fourth that we know exists. And we know who yeah, it is. That's we did say spoiler alert, so yeah, there's also there's actually secretly a fourth robot. That's in the hidden bunker. Which is the one that the the big bad evil guy was after the entire time. Like, screw robot animals. It's like, this is an entire robot human. Which, to be fair, that is significantly more impressive. Yeah, especially because it's designated zero zero, So, it was presumably the prototype for the robot animals. Now, you may have heard us mention psychic powers before. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Um, there's another scientist... His daughter has psychic powers. He researches his psychic powers, and by research, we mean tortures her. And he figures out a way to give himself psychic powers, and also apparently proves the metaphysical concept of the soul. So, (laughs) in this future, science is just on top of everything. Yeah. Except nobody really gave gave anything about that guy. Nobody cared. (laughs) Nobody cared. They were like, ooh, the self-thinking robots. That's the future, not psychic powers. My daughter can lift things with her minds, yeah? And we've made Metal Gears. We're not entirely joking. No, we're not entirely joking. So after she goes to the bunker, we skip ahead six months to her working as a assistant private detective and also hunting down the people who raided the lab six months ago. And we keep having to remind ourselves that it happened six months ago. Say it with me. It happened six months ago. It happened six months ago. There we go. And we have to say that because it really feels like it's been longer. She's running around the rooftops at night wearing active camouflage, which the active camouflage only changes the color of her jacket, so not really much point to it. And wearing her grandpa's ninja fox mask with swords and some sort of smart rocket-powered grappling hook. It's awesome. And her and her animal companions. 
her robot animal companions, doling out sweet, sweet justice to the evil corporate structure that took her family from her. And also finding rich people's lost cats. And also finding rich people's lost cats. To make a, to, again, make a long story short, this all happens. She goes, infiltrates the lab, has an epic fight with a uh, psychic power girl. Decides not to kill Psychic Power Girl because, you know, brainwashed. Also not evil, but... Well, because what, what we established while we were watching it is that she's not brainwashed. It's just a, I guess, Pavlovian response. I, I think that being Pavloved into shooting lightning bolts at people is counts as brainwashing. <laughs> you make a good point. You make a very good point. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a whole fight... Between them, it's basically your standard cyberpunk slash superhero vigilante revenge plot. Pretty standard, except with psychic powers and ninjas and metal gears. <laughs> and of course, when we say metal gears, we're not talking about like the big ones, like Rex or Ray. We're talking about like the little ones, the little tiny ones. They're pretty cool, all things considered. They're, they're still pretty dangerous. <laughs> They've got machine guns on their face. And they're... Well, they're quadrupedal, which is kind of weird. But... They're not even. They have, like... That oh, one that's right. They have legs. six legs. <laughs> they're hexapedal. Hexapedal's a word, right? I think that's a word. Pretty sure that's a word. Anyways, okay, they're pretty cool. One thing I can say about them that's kind of weird is that they have to manually reload. Which is just hilarious. Kind of. It is kind of funny. Accomplished via their via their scorpion tail. I mean, honestly, if you've gotten to this point and we and you haven't convinced you to watch it, what the hell heck are you doing with your life? Anyway, so after the fight, Rika takes Mia, the psychic girl, um, thinks about killing her, doesn't kill her, takes her back, nurses her back to health, and there's another girl, Melissa, who's Rika's roommate, and. We already said spoiler alert. She's also the robot. Yeah, she's she's the fully human robot that we talked about. It's it's I would I want to say it's not subtle, but I mean they don't explicitly tell you until later on. But if if you're paying attention, you will very easily see it. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious in hindsight. Like all the all the signs happen in like this in five minutes thereabouts. It's only an hour and a half long movie. Yeah. But uh then there's a Metal Gear fight. Good times. Their apartment gets wrecked. Then they then they must return to the beginning. And by beginning I mean Rika's house. Which they trash. <laughs> in in a in a in a fight against uh The Metal Gear. Well against the Metal Gear and and right after they beat that, in comes Mia's dad with psychic powers. Mentioned how he figured out how to give himself psychic powers? Dude figured out how to give people psychic powers. Unfortunately, it might have been at the cost of his own sanity. Yeah, he wasn't sane before. Very true. So... So yeah, there's an epic superpower fight. <laughs> epic superpower fight between a, a telepath, another telepath, and a ninja. But first, the ninja gets her power up. And also, closure from her dad and grandpa's death. 
And this is another thing. They have casual holographic recorders. They also have casual active camouflage. Like, what's special about uh, her dad's robots aren't the fact that they have the ability to active camouflage themselves like Predator. It's the fact that they they have fully sapient AI. She has a jacket with active camo that just changes the color. I mean, it does break when a cat scratches it, though. Which is probably why more people don't use it. Very true. Like, oh, active camo, that useless thing. Well, because, see, that would be, like, perfect for clothing and stuff. Because, like, you can change the color to be whatever you want at any time. I mean, she did that. Yeah, I know. But she only ever changes it to black. <laughs> whatever. She she dons her epic fox costume. It's pretty badass. It has butt rockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes it does uh she rides around well she doesn't ride the eagle she i guess she technically rides the eagle she rides her eagle her robot eagle through a dude's storm of psychic powers it's it's one of the stupidest things and yet one of the coolest things i've seen then uh then mia's dad freaking like soul transfers himself into her body and imparts his, like, manic desire to destroy uh, Rika's dad's life's work. God, that was a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a big, like, not a big superhero fight, but there's a superhero fight. And Rika wins by peeling the shock collar off of Mia. With the power of friendship. And a pretty absurd level of physical strength. Seriously. And then, yay, they're together. And then just the, all three of them, the the robot girl included, standing on a rooftop, being like, yes, now we take the next step in our in our fight against the evil. And they jump off, and it's like, all cool. It's literally just like straight out of a superhero film, including like comic book style ending slides. That is really cool. That is really cool. And that's the movie. (laughs) And that's the movie. It's like, it's an Uh, hour and a half long, so it's like three episodes of any other series. And we mentioned, it really feels like it was supposed to be a full-length series. Yeah, like, when we were watching it, we kind of, because this was our second time watching it, both of us, we kind of, like, broke down, like, yeah, here's, like, episode two or three, here's, like, episode four, episode five, then that's, like, episode seven, that's episode eight, and then, like, the climax, obviously, 11 and 12, whatever. Yeah. Uh, It, my first time watching it, I felt like it was kind of done a disservice by being made into a movie rather than a full series. I still feel that way. But my second watch, so I, I I appreciate more that they were able to get it into an hour and a half without completely just rushing through the whole thing. Oh yeah, that's true. Because it's, it's a, fundamentally, it's it's Batman Begins. It's a superhero origin story. It's the, it's, the, it's the story of how the superhero Black Fox became to be. Black Fox and her psychic friend and their robot white mage and also the robot dog and the robot eagle and the robot squirrel (laughs) yeah very true very true gods i really want to see more black fox (laughs) 
there needs to be because it's here's here's the thing that every time I find an original that I like that always fills me with sadness because this is an original there's no source material to go and look at yeah so Black Fox so great I want more I need to know more there there is currently no more and that's the thing I most want from Studio 3HZ is for them to make I, I, I want them to fulfill their dreams I want them to get the success that they so righteously deserve and go on to make all their fun and interesting ideas. Yeah. Because they do have a lot of them, as we mentioned. I mean, Flip Flappers alone. Flip Flappers alone is what happens when they're like, all right, guys. We just all right, guys. We filled up the company, uh, filled the company cocaine bowl for the first time. Let's all partake. Then they all do it. And like, man, this is hitting different. What is this? I don't know. I got it from some guy in an alleyway. Are you even sure it's cocaine? Probably not. <laughs> like, okay, because the walls are starting to melt. <laughs> Shit, that's good. Write that down. <laughs> This is I want to I don't want to turn this into a review of flip flappers, but flip flappers alone has the creativity of multiple other series crammed into one. I mean, there are moments where that uh, hurts it, but overall, flip flappers is solid. <laughs> it has solid themes, solid animation, solid this that. It's it's solid. It's solid. solid. Princess Principle is when they're like, all right, guys, we can't just dump ideas into one thing. We have to, like, make each thing its own idea. Like, because Flip Flip, again, I don't want this to turn into a review of Flip Flappers, but Flip Flappers goes from being Mad Max to being a horror film in, like, two episodes. And then it's a mecha show, and then it's a magical, it's a magical girl show all the time, though. But you were saying about Princess Principle. (laughs) Yeah, that Princess Principle, because that, that's, like, one or two really good ideas. It's, it's like, fully fleshed out. Like, it's a spy thriller. It's, like, a sort of quasi-Cold uh, War spy thriller, but set in, like, the 1900s thereabouts, and it's steampunk, but, like, partially inspired by H.G. Wells. It's great. It's great. Uh... Their other thing, uh, Sora No Method, Celestial Method. Ha- like I said, we have not watched that yet. But uh, the description is this. Uh, a bunch of friends decide to summon a flying saucer to grant them wishes. And then, like, the friends break up, but then they come together again later. With, like, aliens bringing them back together with the power of friendship and wishes or something. I don't know. Like we said. And then... Black Fox, like, what if we made a superhero film, okay? What if we made a cyberpunk superhero film, okay? That sounds pretty cool. What if we added ninjas and psychic powers? Like, uh, a little a little unfocused, but uh, it works. It's not boring. It entertains. However... One thing we ran into is we forgot a lot of stuff about Black Fox before we rewatched it. Yeah, it is. 
It's it's fun, it's imaginative, it's entertaining, it's slightly unfocused. And that unfocusedness causes us to forget things. Like, we forgot there was psychic powers in it. I entirely forgot that there were psychic powers. And then the person with psychic powers shows up and you're like, hey, what's up? Oh, I forgot about the psychic powers. Like she just lifted a guy into the air. You're like, oh, no. I mean, one could say that throwing everything into one bucket is possibly have something to do with why it's uh, kind of forgettable at times. I, I guess, yeah. I think also, potentially, what makes Black Fox a little more forgettable than your average series is that it, uh, is that it's, it's a movie. Yes. There's not a lot of people who spend every week tuning into it and talking about it on the internet, so it did not ingrain itself into the public consciousness like Princess Principal or Flip Flappers did. I think if Black yes. Fox has been a full series, people would still be talking about it. It would be maybe not like the best rated one and you know there'd be detractors and stuff, but it'd be one of those like really fun types of series, right? It, it would probably be it would be fondly remembered for having a lot of interesting ideas and actually trying to innovate. And be refreshing. Which, funnily enough, for being basically just a mishmash of standard tropes, it manages to be original and refreshing. Very true. Because let us remember, tropes are tools. Yes, tropes are tools. But, uh, yeah, I, being a movie uh, kind of did it a disservice. Admittedly, I'm a movies guy. Uh, I like movies. I watch movies. I watch a lot of movies. I've watched so many movies. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> You've watched a lot of movies, so you yes, know. Yes, I know, you movies. know movies. I'm a movies guy. Probably, I'm I'm a movies guy probably more than I am an anime guy. In all honesty, but uh, so I've I, I think I've watched over the past ten years about 550 films. Not a lot, but, uh, <laughs> I say not a lot. That's literally, like, one a week, at least. But, uh... I mean, I'm sure there's people who 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 watch I mean, there are people who you are like, oh, you day. know, if you don't watch, like, at least, like, two or three movies a day, then you have no business opining on things. Yeah, well, some of us have to, like, actually do shit for a living. I don't mean that in, like, I'm gainfully employed. I mean that in, like, some of us has to have other things to do. We have lives. I don't mean that in the way that you're watching movies doesn't mean you have a life. I mean some of us have things where we can't watch movies all the time. We are getting off topic. I think we're getting off topic. In other words, fuck those people. Black Fox. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Black Fox. Good movie. Would be better as a TV series. Solid three D three D modeling work on the on the giant robots and stuff uh, could have been composited better. But then when when can't they be? We can't all be uh, ufotable. <laughs> I was about to say that. Uh, I actually kind of feel like releasing on Crunchyroll was also did it a bit of a disservice because Crunchyroll's just for anime people. 
Oh, yeah. And, like, no one goes to Crunchyroll to watch a movie. Well. Unless it's an anime movie. Unless it's an anime movie, and even then, like... it You're not going to be watching a standalone anime movie, usually, on Crunchyroll. No. Unless like, you've heard that you're... it's really good. Like, your name, I don't... Was your name ever on Crunchyroll? Uh, I don't think so. I only ever don't watched it so. on Amazon. Like, A Silent Voice? No, that... No, I don't think that was ever on Crunchyroll. Like, Akira? I'm just trying to think of famous... Uh, okay, Akira an- is that—that's movies. different because that—that's—that's that's way before Crunchyroll. Yes, but I'm trying to specifically think of anime movies that managed to make it at least slightly into the mainstream. Any of the Evangelion movies? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, I actually don't any. know. I actually don't know if any of them are popular or not. <laughs> I feel like those are. I feel like those are more just like purely for anime people. But I'm saying, had Black Fox released i and i don't mean saying that like they should have like put it on netflix or something i mean they could have but they should have they should they should put black fox on netflix (laughs) they should put black i'm saying like like i'm not trying to like tell them how to run their business but i feel that had it leaned i guess maybe into even just being more of a movie with its in releasing it on multiple places widely that might have helped it get a lot of attention because, like, we we try it. We had to tr- we had to find it on Amazon. Like, we typed in Black Fox in movies and TV, and it didn't show up. We had to f- we had to find the DVD, and it's one hundred and eighty dollars. Direct from Japan. Direct from Japan. No, no, no English DVD or or, or Blu-ray at this point. It's Blu-ray technically. Yeah, it's Blu-ray. Nobody sells Does DVDs not anymore. Matter. I just love Black Fox. It is it is a very good movie. <laughs> It is a very good series, let's say that. <laughs> it is. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a sucker for... I, I was going to say sucker for sci-fi, but it's cyberpunk. It's like the... I was going to say the post-grunge of of sci-fi, but I like post-grunge, so... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, don't, I like cyberpunk as well, but... I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. I'm saying I, I went in... I, I just watched Princess Principal... I'm looking at Studio 380. I see they have a movie coming up. And I say to myself, damn, I need to watch that. That looks cool. And then it comes out. I, 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 I wait for the day it comes out on Crunchyroll. And I watch it. I'm like, dang, that was good. It had some problems, though. But it was good. And then we watched it a second time. I'm like, you know what? Nah, nah, this is just good. So I think what we're trying to say after, I think, 20 minutes... <laughs> of saying nothing is that black fox is good and you should go watch it black fox is good and you should go watch it it is creative it is original it is slightly sloppily put together it is kind of unfocused and messy but they did something new they tried to do something new I, I feel like I just insulted the entire anime industry. <laughs> no. You know what? I'll stand by it. They tried to make something cool and original. And they're like, let's make it fun. Fun. You know fun? No, I'm pretty sure fun was outlawed uh, after the passing of the SAO amendment back in uh, back in 12. I realize I just turned like uh, 
20 something and I'm no longer legally allowed to have fun anymore, but there there. I think the worst part of it is the fact that my my age is no longer a prime number and it's going to be years until my age hits a prime number again. Okay. <laughs> you have no idea how much that meant to me. <laughs> prime numbers. I I understand. I understand. So, if you want to come uh tell us that you watched Black Fox and that you really liked it or that you haven't watched Black Fox and you kind of want to now come tell us on the discord help please just go watch black fox actually yeah just go watch black fox studio 3hd probably needs the money <laughs> yeah definitely actually do do they get per view uh royalties on crunchyroll i have no idea i don't i don't think so, i don't think but... so like was it just a lump sum payment uh, i kind of want to know now like what was the business side of this I mean, we could go into an entire. I mean, I, it's it's it Crunchyroll. I know that Crunchyroll isn't like the isn't the best. Doesn't treat people perfectly well. But... Yeah, not the best. <laughs> we're we're not gonna like we're not gonna say anything super bad because we we do want to get invited to Crunchyroll Expo at some point. <laughs> this is not a discussion on the ethics of the anime industry. This is not a discussion on the ethics uh, of the anime importation industry this is not a discussion on the industry of anime really this is a discussion about black fox a wonderful charming film that came out two years ago that every time i look at it when scrolling through my my anime list of all my complete i say oh yeah nice so i have been lilith and i have been eli and this has been anime stroganoff